I put in work with all my might. Mike, Mike. I know that he got me, got me, got me now by sight. Yeah. Now bite Now bite chance Don't dab me, you're not my man Don't at me, you're not my man Mama said don't buy it if you can I buy it twice I cop out the tools and I don't pump fake with the price Always on the grind, I put in work with all my might I know that he got me, got me, got me Now bite sight, yeah How you all doing? It's Wednesday. Val doesn't come on on a Wednesday. Why are you on on a Wednesday, Val? Well, well, listen, positive affirmations to you all. We're coming out of lockdown. And time for us to start getting some real music out there. Because what we've been doing, um, there have been so many wonderful, wonderful, wonderful um, MCs, DJs, producers, you name it, they have all been trying to entertain the masses. Doesn't matter what quality of music it has been, it could have been soul, pop, reggae, drum and bass, breakbeat, um, you name it. Everyone's been out there trying to entertain you to keep our mental health absolutely going. And not only that, get us off the sofa, introduce us to new music. And it also it has introduced us to um, new people you probably wouldn't have heard of. Now, the guy, the I call him the ledge. For me, he's a ledge for me. Um, he has been breaking barriers. He's been breaking down barriers. He's been introducing. He has been entertaining on BBC One Extra, on Kiss Fresh, on Pyro. He has, um, he's, underground he's overground he's been bringing the urban taste of music for a long while now some of you okay not everyone's in the music industry and as you know on standing in my truth anything goes on standing in my truth um as i don't suit any genre there's no genre for me for me it's everything so just like my music you can't pigeonhole me and like myself I've decided to bring all tastes. So you've known we've had um, we've had from pop, we've had indie, we've had all sorts of artists. But today, standing in my truth, I have to me, as I said, the legendary Jay Fresh, producer, DJ, presenter, and he's in the house, ready to join us today. So without further ado. I'm going to go start right from the beginning, who he is. For all those who don't know him and get this annoying bit of hair out my face, I'm going to bring on Jay Fresh into the house. Yeah! Where is Jay? Let's get you in. Yeah! Yes, we're here, we're here. How you, To be here on a Wednesday, as I've just heard, is a very rare thing. So it's great to be here, Val. How are you doing? All right, Jay, I'm not too bad at all. And it's I'm telling you, I don't do a Wednesday show. 
I know, right? Um, it's an honour. It's an honour. It's a blessing. Right. <laughs> um, I mean, normally I have a... I don't do, care about who's competing with who, but I do care about my friends if they're doing stuff as well. And so I made sure it was eight o'clock because I know that I have a good friend of mine who has a talk show and mm -hmm. he's really popular. I mean, really, really popular. He just wipes everything off the circuit. <laughs> and um, he does from like six till eight. And I thought, I can't, I just cannot. I can't go against him. So I made sure the show today was at eight o'clock. Do you know what I mean? Out of due respect, you know. Of course, of course, I hear that. <laughs> so I never touch a Wednesday. So when you said, oh, my God, you know, Thursdays might be difficult on a Friday, I thought, I'm getting you. I don't care. Schedule's changing. <laughs> so, yeah. How are you doing, first and foremost? How has lockdown been treating you? Yeah, um, I guess it's a question we find ourselves asking each other quite a lot don't we over the last few yeah. months but in general yeah positive um light at the end of the tunnel for for a lot of us um and you know i've just been still doing what i do within music and making tracks and kind of working out the next step and now that you know venues are fingers crossed opening and things like that are happening again we can kind of start to get to kind of some kind of normality but um away from that i've been I've been trying to do the exercise during lockdown. Which don't, don't even look. Uh, uh, don't. It's hard. So what? What I what I found myself. Well, I found myself running a lot, going for runs during the week, as often as I can. Um, now I I do not enjoy running. I find it very boring. But I just you know I airplane my phone. I just put some uh, some music on, and I literally just run out the door. Um, and then I have an app telling me when I run 5Ks and then I walk home. So that's kind of oh really helped me as well. I pass out. I mean, wow. I can walk 5K, but running 5K, but I, I have Possibly, but I haven't told you how long it took. It could have taken me eight hours. So do you know what I mean? My running could be your walking. Never know. That's hilarious. <laughs> I love that. I love that. But, you know, I was, I was so grateful because... I think the gods were definitely on my side when, because um, I'm sure you had no idea that in lockdown, I decided to do a uh, podcast show. Now, mm -hmm. I've caught a few of yours on Mixcloud and I've been inspired by so many various different other people who have used their ingenuity and their creativity to open podcasts for whatever the subjects that they choose to do. Yeah. And um, and being a musician myself, I didn't really want to go down the musician route, but somehow I kept veering back to it. So my question, I'm going to go right from the get-go. Everyone knows you as Jay Fresh. Now, would you like to say to them, what is your real name? Now, my remember, this, is, this show <laughs> is about standing in my truth, all about you. That's what this is all about. And I, I thought, I'm not going to tell him I'm going to ask him that, but... If you want to divulge it, everyone knows you as Jay Fresh. But let's let's. I always say to one, let's humanize you. Who are okay. you? Okay, I'll give. I'll give you about you. I'll give you the Christian name. The Christian name is John. There you go. I like that. <laughs> we'll, we'll stick with that. We'll stick with that. You put, you've probably put me on the spot. I was not expecting <laughs> government name. Um, you know, yeah. bank details. What's your permanent <laughs> address? Wow, wow. Um, but yeah, John. So kind of quite easy to see where jay came from yeah, when yeah. i was um when i was um very very young i i used to play football and i played in a team that happened to have a lot of johns and jameses and jasons and okay. joe and all this stuff so jay kind of became the little nickname and kind of 
was always there. But um, that's the moniker, boy. Yeah, yeah n- nothing boy. very exciting, I'm afraid. <laughs> do you know what? I was going to try and hazard a guess, and I'm not going to be funny. I do know it. Uh, it's just that you know, I, I would be a bad researcher if I didn't do my homework. So if you had said Jack, I'd have gone what. And I said, "Oh, please." Most but, people, most people, if they hazard a guess, they think James. Um, oh, really? No, okay. it's close. It's close. It's close. It's close enough. I'm sure it. it I'm not going to out your government name, but um, let's go right back to the beginning. Where were you? Where are you actually from? Um, oh you know, man! What area? Come on! No, no. The, the the reason is that that is not a straightforward question to answer um, because I've kind of lived in different pockets of the UK. Most of my life. So um in Hampshire, like North Hampshire, Farnborough, Aldershot, that kind of way. Um I spent some time in Bournemouth. Um I went to university there. I spent quite a lot of time after university um living there. It's a lovely part of the world. And yeah. it's kind of where I really kind of kicked on from as a DJ, just kind of playing some songs at some college or uni parties into actually kind of it becoming a career and stuff like we'll that. We'll come back to that. We'll come back to yeah. that. Um, and also um, I've lived in um, kind of Northwest London. I've lived in South London. Um, I have family kind of abroad and also in parts of London and in parts of Hampshire. So I guess where I'm from is kind of the South coast kind of into kind of yeah. South London, if that makes sense, that kind of area. But um, a lot of people do think that I am um, like from Bournemouth, like was born there, have lived my life there, all my roots are there. But um, that's that's not the case. So it's a question I I haven't been I haven't been asked the question for a while. But when people do, they say like, "Where are you from?" It's always a difficult one because I don't really feel like I'm particularly from one area and say yes yes, yeah i was i was born there or i spent my life there but to me that's home i've never really never really had that but um yeah that's 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 where it is a muddled answer is what you got right there and i like that because it still (laughs) gives me a bit of intrigue which i'm still going to dig in find a little bit inside of those little intrigue so within those little pockets Mm. you mentioned bournemouth university so you know if we didn't know any better, and for those who are just skimming you on the surface, mm. yes, they're right. They would have thought that you came from Bournemouth because mm. you mm. spurred literally DJing from Bournemouth. Um, so you went to Bournemouth University. Yeah. Now, when, when did your love of music? Now, let's take away being a DJ. The mm-hmm. what, what was the sort of music that you grew up on? What was what what was what on those? You know, for me, it's like the blue spot gram of my dad. But for you. What was it that was in your house playing? What sort of music? This is again another answer you're not expecting. My my family, my household never played music. Like there was never a radio on. It was, I guess, what you'd call quite a quiet household. I've got a number oh, wow. of siblings. I've got a number of siblings, so we probably made enough noise for everybody. But there was no. Oh well, my my mum always listened to that when she was cooking, or you know, my dad and uncles had those records. Um, I rem- all I can remember is there was a green cassette tape, which to anyone under a certain age will think I'm speaking another language. It was a green cassette tape of Elton John that I remember was like the only cassette tape we had. I, I had, it used to be my dad's. But I guess my earlier um, kind of actual memories is, um, oh God. I remember buying like a reggae compilation called oh, wow. <laughs> Ragga Heat, Ragga Heat Reggae Beat, which... 
I think came out in like 1994. Um, that was the first thing I bought, um, that yeah. type of music. And then from there, I guess, um, there was just a mixture. Like you'd go to school and people in the playground would be listening to Jungle or Happy Hardcore or right. um, then that was at a point where the Ministry of Sound Nightclub was kind of really started dropping compilations called The Annual. So there's yeah. that side of music. Yeah. And then there was my first kind of exposure to those very early days of UK Garage um, and that crossover with kind of House and Garage as well. So, so what, um, what, 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 was the, what was the thing that bit you and said, damn, I'm, I'm collecting all these mixtapes and I'm listening yeah, to yeah. this and I'm listening to that. But then you must have had a fusion somewhere. Somewhere you'd have said, damn, this is what I want to do. This is what I want to make or this is what I want to produce or this is yeah. what I want to play. How did that start? That was that was UK Garage. Um, when I was kind of college years is when UK Garage was kind of, I guess, really forming. Records like, you know, uh, Tina Moore, um, oh, Dem wow. 2, yeah. New Horizons, uh, a very early record by MCB Live and Valerie M called 1159. Oh, no! <laughs> yes. Really? 1159 Armageddon. <laughs> God, 11.59. Oh, I've wow. still got that on vinyl somewhere. I love that no record. Way. And I you know what? Yeah. I, I took a clip of that probably about a year ago and put it on um, Insta Stories or something. And I tagged Live, And yeah. I think he was like, oh my God, this is the first track, vocal track he recorded. So I want to turn it around to you. No, you two no. on that track. How did that happen? That I'm is intrigued. not fair. That is so not fair. Come on, tell me. I need to know. You're the one, you're the interviewer that needs to be interviewed today. That is so not, oh, wow. And I'm I'm, I'm only going to allow you one. Okay, um, that's it. <laughs> uh, so I worked with DJ, um, uh, there was Lee Spiker and uh, DJ Texter. And um, I must have been doing tingles at the Opera House. And I've always seen Be Live, you know, and these guys hanging around. And then one day I got this phone call um, from a, a, a mutual friend and said, do you know, know B-Love? And I said, no. Do you know Text? I went, not really. He said, I know them and they've been saying they want to meet you. And I was like, uh, okay. No clue who they were, none. Um, but I went down to Johnny, called him Johnny Rockstar. And I went down to Johnny's studio near, just behind the opera house and in comes B-Love. And he wasn't as tattooed up as he is today. But he is so enigmatic. He was just mm. so cool. And um, I didn't have a clue what we were going to do. We just thought I was going to meet each other. And um, right there and then they put this track on. And he said, I've got this thing. It's coming up to New Year's Eve. And um, what do you think we should call it? And I said, OK, you rap, I sing. And he just went off. And that's all this. That's how the track sort of came about. And it literally was like a couple of takes and the song was done. Sick. That was it. And we never got to, um, we performed it a few times, but we never got to do anything else after that because by then I joined the click and the, way, the rest yeah. was history. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Not fair. Hold on a minute. I'm interviewing you. <laughs> I know, but as you know, like interview, interviewers, even when they're interviewees, there's that kind of like, well, if I'm talking to you, I'm still going to ask you that question. So I was like, yeah, I've done yeah. that. I was like, I'm saving that one. So, um, <laughs> well, I'm going to spin it back to you. So you, yeah, tracks like 1159. Yeah. And, um, yeah. And those were only tracks that you were listening to. 
Um, so when you get pick up the decks, was it the decks you picked up first, or you just you know how did that come about as well? So yeah, no, good, good, good question. Good question. Well, at the time I was going to kind of clubs and events. Obviously, Garage was blowing up. So, um, La Cosa Nostra, Garage Nation, all these people. Was it Flavor yeah. TV? I can't remember. They were like yeah. touring all over. So at that point, I was in um, living in um, kind of Hampshire, Southampton way. And you know that you know these big brands were coming to all the big venues and doing things. So I'd go to those events. Obviously, I wasn't eighteen, but I'd go to them. The um, to the younger people watching today, like pre Spotify and social media, um, yeah. the only way you could hear music, um, if you weren't at events was through, um, recordings of the DJs and MCs and singers performing. So tape packs was like a big part and someone at school would have a tape and you'd share it. And so that was my early kind of exposure to it. And then I was at college and I bought a set of decks um, and, you know, by then garage was everywhere. Record shops were in every high street and, you know, um, oh, was it Double G, Get Loose, and Miss yeah, Dynamite, yeah. Boo, and um? So was you, had, was you, did you play vinyl first? Yeah, 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 hundred percent. It was vinyl right, because I was, I was all these records. I had tapes and I could hear people like Heartless Crew, and I was like, wow, that just sounds. Or Mike Ruff, I was like, that just sounds amazing, like yeah. DJing. And then you'd 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 buy a, a track, um, on a CD single. And you're yeah. playing it and then you're like, oh, let me get my sister's CD player and try and play another tune and mix them. But obviously you can't change the speed. Yeah. Um, so then I, and I, obviously certain songs only came out on vinyl. She bought them. You're like, well, I have to have a turntable to listen to the track. So I bought some rubbish decks when I was at college and I had like maybe 10 records. And um, my friend was around one weekend and he was just sat there chilling and I was attempting to mix these records and obviously it would have been absolutely horrendous for him because it was just a mess. But, oh, it's all over the place. And I remember, I remember to this day because sadly he, he passed away like 15 odd years ago, but I remember to this day, he was just sat there quietly in, in the lounge when I was set up the decks and playing and all the mixes were awful. And then there was one mix that just went perfectly and it sounded sick. And he just looked up and just looked at me as in, Oh my god! That actually, didn't sound horrendous. Yeah. Um, but I'll always remember that kind of about him. But yeah, that was kind of not being old enough to go to raves and take packs and garage kind of blowing up and big brands on tour, um, and then picking up decks and records being available in shops. Artful Dodger obviously were were right up there with Craig David from Southampton. So there was a big local buzz as well. Um, so lots of kind of factors. But if I had to pinpoint a genre. It was that that that's you what know, started you off era of UK garage. Yeah, amazing. Loved it. Loved it to the bone. So you've got into the UK garage and um, you've got your first decks, and now you're practicing. Do you remember who gave you your first chance to play at a gig? Yes, like, I do remember. Come on, tell me who. I and how did um, that? Come? And like likewise, how did that come about? I went to uni. And um, everyone at uni, you know, you meet people in halls, they put on parties, this, that, the other. My neighbours put on an event at a very small nightclub in Bournemouth. And um, it was my very first gig. And they paid me, which is amazing now. So I got paid for my very first gig. And I had some awful old kind of belt drive decks at home. And I got to the club and they had like techniques that I'd never used before. And like there was a monitor speaker and I'm like, oh, why do you need that? Um, So yeah, I was just awful. And I had no idea about um, 
reprogramming the set. I just played all the yeah. garage I wanted to hear, even though like it was five past 10 and no one was in the club and I'm playing like mad instrumentals or whatever. But yeah. um, I came away with it going, that was so hard. You know, it really knocks your confidence. But a friend of mine was like, who was a DJ DeBit, was originally from like um, Bromley. He was like, that was your very first time on Technics, your very first time in a club. Like you actually did really well. Yeah, um, yeah. And that kind of kept me going. But um, made you more I think, confident, didn't it? Yeah. But I think every DJ, you know, if they're being brutally honest, um, especially kind of from the vinyl days, how was your first DJ set? Well, you would have been rubbish. Come on. <laughs> you would have been rubbish because you've you've been you've been a kid you've never dj'd in front of people you've never yeah, played yeah. on the sound system like you just you don't know but it's all part of growth do you know what i mean you it's have to true. go through that would you say because i'm gonna you know inst- I, I don't want to miss out asking you this question mm-hmm. would you say even if it was vinyl or it was um, cdjs do you think that that encouragement that this guy says for you being your first time mm. And you knew it was difficult. Do you think it's what made you carry on? Or if you hadn't had been given that incentive, mm. would you be despondent and not tried it again? Very good question. Um, now with the power of hindsight, I can look back and say that 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 might have just been a throwaway comment from a mate who'd had a few drinks that night. But it meant a lot because especially when I was younger, I was someone who wasn't the most confident. And would always overanalyze and overthink things. So just that kind of like crumb of encouragement kind of thing, um, you know, and you learn from it. I don't know if I'd have given up. I don't think that would have happened, but it definitely made me think, do you know what? Like you don't like, don't be too hard on yourself. Like everyone has to start somewhere. And now looking back on it, I could say I was that age, like I said, I'd never played in front of anyone, not even like a house party, you know, got paid. That that would have been unheard of really. Absolutely. yeah. So all in all, like, yeah. Um, but you're right. That was the fact that I brought it up to you now in this conversation, a number of years later, obviously. Oh, oh no. Right. I could see that his internet was fluctuating. Oh, here he is. I did. There we go. See, there you are. He's still here with us. Oh yeah. Uh, I'm not going anywhere. Don't worry. <laughs> Yeah, I got you. Yeah, I got you. Can you hear me? So I can see you a little bit frozen at my end. So I'm just going to do this. Okay. Okay. So you're still showing up frozen on my screen. That's naughty. So <laughs> give me a one, two, one, two. Let me hear you. One, two, one, two. I can still hear you and see you yeah. fine. Great. Oh, that's fine. Okay. Yep, that's good. I can see you. Right. So you were saying in hindsight, you know, you know, him telling you that was really good encouragement. Mm-hmm. So you've played your first gig, you're into your house and garage. Um, but the thing is, you migrated away from that. Can, in the garage scene, before you migrated, um, what would you say was the biggest place that, you know, the club that accolade of DJing amongst, you know, the, the top DJs in that day? Which was one, like the best clubs, would you say? Uh, what well, is in that I, I played at or that I kind of went to in garage in the garage scene, especially, um, sorry that, that I DJed at myself or that I kind yes, of went to, yes. oh, right. Okay. Sorry. Yeah. Um, oof. I mean, I think the dream team was still on radio one at this point with their breakfast show on a Sunday. Yeah. Um, yeah. so they came to Bournemouth and did, um, did a massive event there and I played 
a little bit before and a little bit after them. Um, mm. So there was that. That was a venue called the Fire Station, uh, which oh, is still like, which is still there in Bournemouth. Yeah, it's like a yeah, live music place. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's um, there was a venue called the Opera House that is oh, now yeah. an O2 Academy. Um, yeah. I think I played there, and I think Artful Dodger were there. Maybe like a neat. Um, in terms of because obviously. Garage is such like a muddled term in terms of genre and how, you know, I was really, really liking the darker stuff that then mm. transformed into grime. So ah, I probably okay. came to Garage like a little bit later um, and because of my age and stuff as well. Um, so it would have only been areas in, in Bournemouth where I was living. Um, okay. But at that time, you know, like I said, Dream Team were on Radio One and, you know, doing mad things. So just to kind of be on the bill with these people and kind of warm up before them or take over after them was like um, mad. But what's really mad is that like over, I guess, all of my career as DJing, I've probably played with said about 10 times, which, oh, really? yeah, um, which considering he went off and did his thing and has obviously like always been an incredible guy doing the maddest things ever. It's just a funny quirk of coincidence that back then I probably played alongside him four or five times and then like nothing for 10 years. And then around about 2011, I think I ended up playing three or four gigs. We were booked on the same bill. Um, And then obviously since then, he's obviously gone on to like a whole new level of what he's doing, but that was always a funny one. So I did loads of, like loads of, on the same bill as EZ, even back then. But for example, none with pay as you go. And I think only one with Heartless crew. So it's just, it's just the way it kind of went. And they were everywhere. It's just the way it kind of panned out. But it's, that's just life. It's funny like that. (laughs) Because they kind of had, I I would think, it's like the So Solids and the Heartless crew and the pay as you go. Is that for me, they sound like a consortium. So it's like they had the MC, the DJ, they had the artist. It was like a full package. Mm, mm. And so they could just go and have a show. Yeah, yeah. That was it. It wasn't like, oh, you're going to have Jay Fresh. And with Jay Fresh, you're going to have So Solid. It was no. They mm. came with the full package. So I can see how that was quite, you know, where it was, you know, you don't get to be on the same billing as them, but then be with EZ. Because EZ, you're both in the same frame where you are the act, you are the DJ. Mm. Does that make sense? Yeah, no, I'm with you 100%. Yeah, and EZ would always, yeah. he did he did a couple of them, but he was always just doing one-hour sets, literally just one-hour sets. And like, yeah, obviously other people were like going for longer and Heartless yeah. always did overtime if they were like enjoying the gig. So, but that, Let's that, come back to you. Let's come yeah. back to you. You went down into grime mm. and I'm going to ask this question, even though you've, uh, you know, <sighs> Someone said, there was a quote, and this was ages ago. So when I first recognised there was Jay Fresh around, um, you had the Tim Westwoods. Now, I don't know if anyone has ever, ever put you in that category. It's like, you're the Tim Westwood of grime. Or, <laughs> I'm being serious. I'm going <laughs> to ask it because for me, I thought, don't be stupid. But then when I look back on it, I kept thinking, well, maybe I can see where they got that from because you've got Tim Westwood in a hip-hop world. Um, where people like to use colour 
and think that because you're that color, you're only supposed to play that music. Mm. But I think it's totally ridiculous. You know, music is music. Um, but there was a suggestion like, oh, Jay Fresh, and he's into, you know, the grime and the drill. And you've got this, to me, you've got that, that the drum and bass as, as well. You've got the bass line and you know how to kick that bass line, which is what I love about you, I swear. You know, so yeah, there was this analogy is like, oh, he's a Tim Westwood. And I thought, don't use that term. But has anyone ever said that to you? No, I've never had that, actually. No one's actually said that about grime. I mean, yeah. I can understand why in the past, maybe people have said that as like maybe a jokey thing or like a lazy comparison um, or, or whatever. But, comparison. you know, I don't, I mean, if we think about how much Westwood like broke electro before it became hip hop i mean this is way before my time but you know you, you do your research and yeah. then like early hip hop shows of run dmc and like he booked biggie and puffy and i think 1995 somewhere in london and whatever but he's always in those times he always kind of rode for and pushed that music so much then what? even so if he said for you so let's forget tim westwood let's so and i like the lazy comparison i love that see i'm throwing questions at you you probably didn't no 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 go you. for it but i think you know what I mean? but people have always like sorry sorry to go back quickly but people i guess have always kind of um not everybody um but some people you know if you don't if you're not from that particular area or you know you are slightly different from the way other people are or whatever sometimes that people see that as like a little barrier or whatever but you know in terms of where i'm at in the music that i kind of play and support if an artist has had like two streams or has two followers but they they send me a song that i think is really good like i'm gonna play it and for example with the radio shows that i do now i play music from all like from the genres that i do but people from all over this country and people from abroad all yeah, the time, Brazil, Germany. I'm going to ask you about them. Yeah, so to me, that. it's kind of, if people want to say, oh, well, you're a bit like this or you're a bit that, or, you know, you don't quite look the, the way we expected, which comes up a lot sometimes when I do things oh, really? like this. They go, oh, you look different to what we thought. But oh, really? I mean, like, whatever, that's that's kind of neither here nor there for me. It's yeah. like, we're, we're here um, and like yourself, people who have done the research and done the stuff kind of kind of see the credentials so it's like i don't really mind and you can't really please everybody so like there's people who love what you do and there's people who hate what you do there's people very who think you're great and people who don't like you like i'm okay with that i'm very comfortable with people not liking me or what i do like it doesn't bother me i'm good <laughs> I, I love it i love that you're on today because you're so open and says it as it is i love it all right so Forget about Tim Westwood. And this is what, the, and I like the fact that you said it was a lazy comparison. Now, here you are. You are now coming to the pinnacle. You are, you have, in, well, which you're DJing. But then how did you get, how did you get found to get it? Did Pyro come first, BBC One Extra or Kiss? Um, well, if we go all the way back from the start, Let's go when, to the start. when I was living in, north london i was doing pirate radio um on freeze fm in northwest london for a couple of years and then back in bournemouth obviously there were no pirate radios pirate radio was kind of tailing off there was a local um fm like 
commercial radio station that had some mad license. So they had specialist shows. So I approached them and they took me on to do a show, a weekly show. And after a few years, I became head of specialist in that station. And oh, then... Was that on Freeze FM? Uh, I did Freeze before. Right. And then the station in Bournemouth was called Fire FM. Okay, um, okay, yeah. And then around that time, I was always like doing loads in the clubs. And then I did a gig with Charlie Sloth. And yeah, good old he, Charlie. He asked me uh, to come and do regular mixes on his um, on his uh, drive time show on Extra. So I was doing mixes for him every month, and then also popping up on like Nick Bright's show, um, and then bits on Kiss Fresh, um, and then I really pushed forward in terms of making the music. I don't know some of this will probably cover later. Yeah, yeah don't yeah don't give away too much. And then with that. <laughs> that kind of then um, got my music played on those stations and doing like guest sets and takeovers and back-to-backs with Target and was on Spyro's show. Um, and it's kind of just went from there. And then Pyro kind of said, oh, look, we really like what you do. We play your music. Would you like to do a show? And I said, it sounds great. You know, I live in London now. Um, you know, I just need complete creative control over the music that I play and the guests that I invite on. I need to have that. And they said, right. yeah, of course. Um, which is really important to me. And, and then Pyro, yes. That's yeah, Pyro Radio. That's Pyro Radio, yeah. So um uh yeah, I, I I do that every other week. I control the musical output and I invite all the guests on that I want to have on and share the music that I'm passionate about. And then the um the kind of guest mixes, um like I was with on Reese Parkinson's drive time show yesterday, it was on Road Kid show last week, just doing okay. guest mixes. It just kinda all goes hand in hand if you DJ but you make music that stations are playing you know when you're interviewing people and then some of the people you interview you then make tunes with that videos then end up on GRM or right because no, this is this is where I'm going to chuck some videos in so when did you start producing because I know that um for me doing my homework you're still DJing and then you had the love of the you know of, of producing mm. And what made you then transition? Because that's a lot to take on. Because lots of DJs can't produce. Mm. And I they try to produce. And it's very, it's really, it's really hard. So you had to choose a genre and you did. Yeah. You? I mean, um, even before, I was always like making little edits of tunes. Um, God, what was that? program called wave lab or something some really old editing yeah, software yeah. I, yeah. I, my mind my memory is awful um so always making little loops and edits of tunes and stuff without even realizing what you were doing and then i've always be uh, a dj or like a broadcaster who also produces as opposed to i'm a producer that's how i right, see it right. um but then it was just it just as natural because you'd make edits of tunes or you'd make little um kind of re-edits of of old songs that are like almost like a dub for you to DJ. Um, and at that time it just kind of seemed, you know, I was meeting a lot of artists, even more artists, I should say through radio and everything and interviews. It just, it just kind of made sense to actually kind of start putting tracks together and actually releasing them. And then, you know, I've kind of released tracks that are kind of hip hop. I've released tracks that are a bit garagey and I've released tracks that are just grime. So, um, you know, there's a lot of influences that I like, but for me, all the tracks I've I've, I've released have always had like an MC on. Okay. You know, they've always had like someone either rapping or MCing, spitting bars or whatever, because okay. 
Well, hang tight because yeah. it's one that I liked. Now, this is going <laughs> back, I think this is 2017 or 2018. But this is one that I really like because I've got a few, but I'm going to play this one first. So here we go. Jay Fresh. Fresh, 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 fresh. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Don't know the settings. Shout out all my brothers. London, Southampton, my gang. Fam, you was the man. How things change. Prison on set. Everything changed. You was the man. How things change. Prison on set. Everything changed. You was the man. How things change. Prison on set. Everything changed. You was the man. How things change. Prison on set. Everything changed. You was the man. How things change. Prison on set. Everything changed. You was the man. How things change. Prison on set. Everything changed. You was the man. How things change. Prison on set. Everything changed. You was the man. How things change. Prison on set. Everything changed. One of the hardest man can tell. I'm not a reload MC. I shell. Lockdown flows and they don't get bell. Outpaced niggas like Gareth Bell. When you see me, know I got the dank. Man ain't masking a potent smell. Man try send for the vision fell. Man try send for the vision realize my man better stay in check. Don't wanna tell my man is. I'm not going to play too much of it because I don't own the copyrights. And the next thing you know that they want to come and cut me off on YouTube. <laughs> but that is Blay. How yes, did that link Blay. up with you and Blay come about? Do you know what? I'm gassed that you played that tune because there's always, I feel there's a really nice story behind it. So I love his lyric, the lyrical content. Oh, he's cold. He's cold. Blay is cold. Yo. Have, have to shout out Blay because he's cold. Big up Blay, mate. I'm telling you. It's cool. So the story behind that one. Um, sorry, can you still hear me okay? Oh, I can hear you perfectly. Okay, done. cool. Yeah. So the story behind that one is I booked Live to do a set with me in Bournemouth in 2011-ish. Oh, wow. And he brought Blay with him, who that's the first time I met Blay. Right, right, right. And then... I was DJing in some clubs in Portsmouth and Blay popped in once or twice. So, you know, he was kind of around for a little bit. And then Blay was in Southampton for a bit when I was in Southampton for a bit. Um, and yeah, like I just reached out to him and said, look, we've got this track. I think you'd work, sound really, really good on it. So we kind of got together and he was like, he was sick. He just turned up and he did his verse. I, it, I, can't, I don't think it was one take, but like he delivered all the parts really well and then was like, yeah, let me just do that bit again. And it was like so quick. He was yeah. so good. And then like we shot the video because we were both around. Um, I, and love yeah, that, I love the interaction. I, I like the the ghost movement. Like he was there and then it's ghosted out. And <laughs> it was like, I was like, yes, 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 yes. That's <laughs> sick. And I have to actually, that reminds me, I have to shout out Daz the director who did that video and has done a lot of stuff for me um since then a lot of music videos have worked together and he does a lot for a lot of different people out there he's a very um like hard working and and like I'll visionary guy him. yes i think i'm about to find daz yes find I'm daz the director you. on instagram there's the plug yeah, I, I, i'm gonna look up daz you know so that was one that so you hooked up with blay and yeah. you so you're getting all your tunes played on as well so you mm -hmm. know onto bbc and obviously target and probably charlie sloth etc etc but when you, you did your first tune your first own production now i you know quote me if i'm wrong was it fruit salad was your first single i think 
Oh, I can't think. I think there's a couple of little tracks I just kind of put out yeah. randomly that were probably just instrumentals or refixes or whatever. Yeah. Um, but Because my history tells me you had, it was Pineapple, it was like yeah, a little EP. Yeah, yeah, you're right. There was and a couple of... The launch with Neon, um, you know, that you had a ne- with a Neon launch. I've got pictures of them here. I don't know if you can see. Oh, yeah, yeah. You've had various single launches. Yeah, yeah. Um, so it probably, in answer to your question, I think I'd done one or two EPs, including that Blade track you just played. And then yeah. it was like, oh, let's kind of put it together as an album, which was Fruit Salad that you mentioned. And then, um, yeah, it just seemed the right thing to do. And that that was a learning curve for me. And I'm always reaching out to people and, and working with artists and trying to connect with them. And, you know, then I did like a little tour in some clubs around the country, kind of off the back of that slash promoting that um yeah so that was always like i said that was really enjoyable and like i learned a lot from the process because as much as you think you like know everything there's always more to learn absolutely you know and one of the main things that came out of that um for me as well is also like managing expectations and kind of for want of a better word managing people as well because Mm. you are dealing when you are working with artists you may not really know each other too well but Absolutely. you're trying to work together. Everyone has different ways of working, different ways of communicating to try and get like the best end result. So yeah, it was, um, it was fun. Definitely. Well, I mean, I've got like a three or four other videos, which I want to chuck in very shortly. So what you go, you know, as you just said, working with various uh, different people, when you create your beats, do you actually have that vision of whoever it is that you have in mind, or you've just created it and says uh, that this is it. Because, like, for me, when I get – someone will send me a track, mm, mm. sometimes they already have a story and in their head, and so they'll say, you know, they've already named the track, that this is called, you know, confidential for whatever it is. Mm, and mm. that would be sent to me and goes, yeah, I've just done this tune. It's called Summertime, and it's called Credential. And I'm like, okay, now mm. I've got that in my head. Or do you just write the track and just say, this is a beat that I've got, and this is how I was feeling it, and then you put it onto, you go to the person who you want yeah. to work on it. How yeah. do you work? I, I tend to, in most cases, have an idea of working with somebody and then kind of tailoring something that I think they would sound really good on. And I, like I would that. like to hear if they sounded good on. Um, I just, that's just me. I'm, I've never really, when people are like, yo, like send me a beat or or whatever, or like, yo, send me your tunes. I'm like, I'm kind of always a bit reticent to go, well, like here's five tracks or here's 10 tracks or whatever. But again, right. different artists work in different ways. You know, if like some global superstar was like, yo, send us a couple of tracks, then like, obviously like we probably would, <laughs> you know, but in general, in terms of tracks that I'm kind of leading or kind of leading the collab side yeah. of things, I'll always kind of come with something that I think they would sound good on because- What's the point of all? That's just me, but like, why would I just kind of give anyone any, any old thing? Right. Because if I'm not really feeling it or it's just not quite right for them, then like, they're not going to feel it. And even if they do, is it really going to sound that good? Sound right, exactly. Mm. Which is, here's a collaboration that, again, I've got, this is one that I chose. Here's one that I chose as well.
uh, uh, look, uh Could've been a knife, could've been a gun My fate could've been violent I grew up in the slum Could've been police chasing me on the run Or all this weed smoke intoxicating my lungs I'm 35 now, I didn't die young Guess an abortion wasn't an option for my mom So I made it out the womb Grandma's prayers protect me once they take me out this room The world labeled me a goon, so I'm already a target Moses in a basket, I ain't trying to die early Looking handsome in a casket To all my teenagers, get your teenage up Don't wanna see them R.I.P's and them screens safe don't want YouTube to shut me down, but too young <laughs> to die. Oh man! Them beats. That, listen, I know Swiss's internet. And I love Swiss, but Swiss. your beats, your beats, Swiss. your beats, Jay. Swiss, Swiss. Hey, Swiss. hey, hey! He's a legend. He's a legend, man. Yay. I um. I wanted to get up and start skanking. Hey. I was <laughs> <laughs> there was quite a cool story behind that because I was I spent quite it's a few crazy. years DJing for various kind of people within so solid crew um yeah. big up mac so yeah like swiss when did i do that gig i think i did a gig selecting for them yeah um and swiss was on the and swiss swiss was emceeing that night and i remember just before or just after i can't remember we were having a drink and we'd, we'd connected a few times and he said oh um like, that was the first time i'd emceed in a club which I don't, I, I still don't believe him. Like he was super cold. Um, and then, yeah, we were just, it was in that moment when I was doing the second album and then I'd always rated him so highly. Initially I heard him like as a DJ from way, way, way back. And then obviously records like cry and everything. Um, yeah. and he was just that guy. Yeah. And I was like, do you know what? If I, I would love to hear him on something for example like we just heard and i was yeah. like if i get that to him he i feel like he'll go for it because it's oh, something he can baby. tell a story on and yeah. then he came to studio and obviously like, i was just gassed he's a really cool guy anyway but you know i'm like i was gassed anyway for like the music that he's made and, and, and like how highly i rate him as a musician and um and then with that kind of track and that message we had to do the video and then Daz again shot the video and, and that's, I think he's done a really good job with yeah. the video. So we went, um, Oh, where did we go? Did we go to Battersea? I can't remember. Um, but we shot that and it was obviously a, a, a track with like a meaning, like a real message there. And there were young adults around who got involved and kind of reconnected with since then. So yeah, like just to, just to do a project with him was like, that was wicked. A real honour for me because die. he was just like, yeah, I can't, I can't speak highly enough about that guy. I think he's great. <laughs> well, here's another one that I want to get your take on. Um, this is another one that I truly like. Let's see if it will come up. Play. Jay Fresh. And this one's another banger. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Fresh. That's my. Fresh, what we telling them, man? That's my gang. Of course. You can take me out of the streets, but you can't take the streets out of me. Nah. Can't leave out the family. Anywhere I go, I bring my team. We only fear God, we don't fear no man. That's my bros, them, that's my gang. We only fear God, we don't fear no man. That's my bros, them, that's my gang. 
me tell you about the bros, them. You don't know them, but just know that if they ain't with me at the front, then they got my back. Even got the arms if it comes to that, but nah, we ain't into that. Too busy trying to live life and make them stack. Jay, you know what I like about your songs? The people that Go for you it. choose. So it, the things that the people that you choose has a message. Mm-hmm. And the beats sits so well underneath. It's not a copycat beat. The beat everything just ties in so well that when the message is said for me i'm a lyricist so i'm always going to want to hear what that person is saying but everything that i've played there's a conscious lyrics behind it mm, mm. there's a street lyric behind it there's a heart lyric behind it there's a story to be told and that's what i love and you know for me you can have 10,000 listeners or whatever the case may be but production wise you know uk production wise you're tough brother thanks a lot man no it means you're a tough, lot and and he- hearing you say that as well like with that record there for example preds had worked with him on a track previously for the previous album and i just i found preds on instagram we'd never connected in any way i found him on instagram and there was a clip of something and I was like, just followed him and introduced myself and we worked on something. And then with, of course, it was a mutual friend, Ralph had put us in contact and he is, um, he's, he's a versatile rapper, but he's known from a lot of people from like his kind of conscious rap side of things. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, it kind of made sense to do that. And that particular track, like, we probably made like at least a good six plus months before it came out. Like we were wow. sitting in it for quite a while, um, right, right. sorting things out. So, you know, that sonically, like that track compared to the first one you played with Blaze, obviously like really quite different. Um, but like that one for me was like as far as I would kind of go sonically. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um um you know obviously of course like is sick like his his rapping on it is sick and preds is amazing anyway um but for me like that was really good and that that tune got loads of traction for us like loads of support which was like amazing to see um but for me moving forward i then kind of was like that was great and that worked really well um but now i'm kind of coming back back this way now because you know but since then like of course has done a number of tunes himself which have been really good preds um had that kind of viral record naughty naughty that would have been even more viral if it wasn't for lockdown and he could have done shows um and seeing him or seeing both of them win on their own journeys is great to see because that's that's what you want all the people you've we've seen in these videos are people that i'm i'm a fan of musically first and foremost so to work with them is, is an amazing moment. And then, you know, we may work in the future on some stuff. They're also doing their thing. I'm doing my thing. And it's great to see people kind of go out there and, and achieve and win. Yeah. hundred yeah, percent. Collaboration, And it opens the doors for, for, for everything. So I'm going to come away from the bit of the product producing, because there's a, I'll come back to that because you, there's another album that you've done with Joey, but I'll come back to that. The Gemini Joey versus um jay fresh and i'm just going to utter it so you've got that in the back of your head when i come back to it you've gone into radio you're you've collaborated your music is out there you've stepped up you're in pyro 
when did the BBC come in? When the kiss? Because I'm going to show a few little slides here. And let's go with it. The first, so there's Pyro. Now, with Pyro, is that where you started the presenting from on Pyro? Um, no, presenting wise, um, I was on Freeze FM. Back I say presenting, I mean the presenting as in, because was you always doing a podcast? Because I wasn't aware of that. No. I mean, lockdown, I realized that you've got Jay Fresh and Friends. Oh, right. Yeah, no, good question. So, um, I was doing radio presenting um, right. before Pyro, the stations in Bournemouth, um, when I was on Freeze in London. I mean, I guess you can call it presenting, but looking back, it wasn't. It was just me just doing shout-outs down a microphone. Um, but in terms of Jay Fresh and Friends, like, that's the show on Pyro. I've done a number of events um, in the UK as well. So there is a kind of a crossover um, kind of thing there and I guess yeah I guess the, the podcast even podcast as a word can maybe be a bit can be a bit broad or a bit kind of open in that right, respect right. like I don't do like a spoken word podcast but the radio show from Pyro gets put out in a way that I guess it's consumed a bit like a podcast and stuff so um, yeah it just kind of made sense to kind of you know the natural development from doing radio and making tunes and meeting people then you, you get booked in clubs anyway and people yeah, ask because, you if, yeah, and you then you kind of go from there so hence doing events and stuff so that slide there was um dj pure who was a guest on one of the recent pyro shows because i always like to get um djs to guest on my show as well and do like a do like a guest mix just like i get to do guest mixes on other stations some of the national stations it's nice for me to to give that opportunity to other people on their journey um and like DJs that. that I think are sick or DJs, producers who are sick who DJ, I'm like, yeah, come do your thing. Like, yeah, use it for your thing. Do you know what I mean? So it's important for me to kind of support and share people who are doing good work. Like, that's the whole point, right? And you've also got great, um, you know, DJ, not just the DJs, you've got great, like, uh, I mean, I, I discovered um, a wrecker via you. I didn't know that. I just love a wrecker, LD. You know, do you know what I mean? LD, he's just brilliant but you've got these up and coming people that we've never heard from from around the globe um ah uh, oh, right okay um but i know that you've had Araka on your show and that's how i met him do you know what i'm saying yeah, yeah. um so you know when does for me when i first saw that i thought oh he's doing a podcast but as mm. you said, it's not one that you use as in spoken words. It's just yeah. the artist. So yeah. you've got the pyro fresh. Then mm. you've got, let me put this up here, rude kid on a Sunday. Do you still do that? Tell everybody. Oh, yeah. Well, that that was um, that was a guest mix that I did on rude kid's show um, yeah. last week or so. That's so right. That's right. rude rude kid's always been like super i mean obviously he's a legend like him and gets are the combination rude kids make and uh, continues to make some amazing tracks and um rude kid's always been very supportive of um my tracks on his show yeah. and you know i've been lucky enough to be a guest on his show doing guest mixes a couple of times as I well um so he's always kind of shown the love which is really nice so um yeah it's good to see man I, call, I thought that I wanted to put that up there because I know, I mean, those who know of Rude Kid, I know that you've gone on there, you've done, your, you know, the J Fresh guest mix. I was able to catch that. You've also got, you know, you did the Kiss, the Kiss Festival, but you're on Kiss. Oh, yeah. to let everybody know about the Kiss. Give Tell us about the Kiss link. Yeah, well, um, it kind of really started when 
uh, I guess really through me focusing on production and getting music played and playlisted on Kiss, some of the tunes that you played the videos of, um, you know, have been playlisted on there before. And then it was a natural extension that, you know, you got asked to do guest mixes for Kiss Fresh and also like a Kiss Takeover show. So, um, yeah, Andy there is always very supportive and, you know, gets me involved with, with, with mixes here and there, you know, and it's really nice to be able to kind of dip in and do some guest mixes and takeover bits, um, you know, when it kind of comes through um, alongside the other radio bits that I do regularly. So, um, yeah, I appreciate the, always the opportunity to to provide like features and content for any of the national stations. So there's a picture of me grinning in the studio. Yeah, I love that. I had to put that one up there. Oh, I'm always smiling. This is the that thing. It's like your Jay Fresh TV. I'm always <laughs> smiling like a lunatic. That's the thing. Do you know oh, what I mean? But yeah. Um, and that's the thing for me. I'm, I've always been a fan of radio as a platform and it's changed a lot and continues to evolve, but I do yeah. love it. And I do really appreciate being a part of it. Anytime I get a track played on radio, whether it's, uh, a local community station or national radio like it, it means a lot and i'm always very appreciative of any involvement with radio like in any capacity like i absolutely love it so yeah man it's a blessing <laughs> let's take away from you being a dj per se i read somewhere that you actually lecture Raw. <laughs> oh my god if i could have seen you roll your eyes there for a second no no hey, i was just unexpected this is about you. Man. come on come on this, this is, is your life you. the red yeah, book and i did i want as i said it's called standing in my truth mm-hmm. so you know it's all well and good that you stand and you dj 24 7 and you interview other people so let's let's find you know as i said mm-hmm. you lecture um Tell us a bit about your lecturing and yeah i mean i think that's such a great attribute that thanks. you're not just someone who stands in a microphone and play music there is more to you than what meets the eye that's, that's kind words thank you yeah i mean again i'm very lucky to i've always been very lucky to kind of have a career from music and music as you know like there's so many different arms and, ele- and like elements to it so I was invited to Point Blank Music School to as a guest, um, just like a guest speaker. And I've done guest speaking before. I've been invited to like youth project, um, you know, community projects, youth projects or universities or whatever to talk about radio or whatever. Um, so, yeah. And then they approached me to ask me if I would deliver some music tuition, some music tuition, some music lecturing on radio and 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 um things like this so yeah like um point blank are like a super prestigious kind of group with everything they do and you know just like when i was younger there were people a couple of people who kind of helped me when i was coming through i wish there were courses and people who were able to give you even more information even more guidance and steering because like now there's like you know higher education or, or degrees or whatever within various music um qualifications whereas when i was at that age point there was none of that unless you could like play piano like to a really high level or a classically trained or you were like a songwriter or a wonderful singer they weren't even options but the world's different place now so just to be there and be able to help give some support and guidance and some um, knowledge and answer questions and be there like I find it very rewarding because it's like, like I said, some people help me, 
when I was younger and, and still do. And I help these people. And then further down the line, these people will then help others. Yeah. And, you know, even before um, lecturing, when I was doing my radio shows and clubs and putting on events and stuff, I'd always have people who wanted to like do little apprenticeships from the That's uni or whatever. So, yes, so yes. they'd come along anyway and sit on the radio show and, and take notes and help out with club stuff. And then some of those people have gone on to um, present themselves on Radio right. One, which is ama- right. like amazing to see, or they're now journalists for like top publications or they have their own kind of um, music brands. And, you know, like it's amazing seeing them and they're always super grateful for like, you were the only person at radio who said, yeah, come into the show and answer the phone right. and right. you know, do some shout outs and let the guest in and whatever. So yeah, to me, that's just, it's just what you do. How can I expect people to, to potentially help me at, at, at like other points in my career if I'm not willing to help other people with like what I know? So to me, that's just normal, but yeah, tuition and any, anything like music related in that field is, um, is really rewarding. So I do enjoy it. Yeah. Good I research. I love that because, you know, you, you know what I love about this? I think because I'm an interviewer and you're an interviewer and we're both we've been interviewed, it's like you know what to say already because I was going to say, what do you give back? Is there any advice? But you already just said it. You actually do. You actually, Natural. you know, you lecture. You recognise that there might be an opening for somebody to come in give them some t- tidbits because there is still a lot of people that won't do that in this day and age. You do know yeah. that, right? Oh, totally. And I do. Dog eat dog. Yeah. And also, you know, it it depends on your individual goals or your aims or the circles you're moving in or whatever, whatever. Um, You know, but for example, when I've done some music tuition recently, you know, uh, it was up to me to decide to bring in some guest speakers. So naturally, I'm able to reach out to people who've done some amazing work and bring them in to tell their story. And then they're really appreciative to be brought into the fold. And some of the students are like, oh, it's amazing. Like, what? the guest has done and this is a, mm. another guest and to me it just with pyro we've done like some community projects over earlier parts of lockdown and i'd get in a wide range of special guests to do like we did like some free talks to um like 12 to 17 year olds um right. and stuff like that so you can't did I not read about there were some vouchers that you were giving away um in lockdown was it something to do with food um i mean there were so many different incentives through lockdown there was yeah. other little bits what can you tell us a bit more about that um there was another community project i was involved in doing some kind of tv tv but it was you know a tv content we put together um for young people around south london and i think the the groups around that were always you know supporting the community as much as possible um you know, with, well, vouchers, food, food That's support, fine. any other kind yeah. of thing as well. Yes. Um, so there's so much kind of wrapped up in that, but um, I'm always, I always try and help wherever I can with these yeah. things. And the people who've worked with us before, like, you know, they'll always kind of come back and say, oh, we've got this project or, oh, can you help out here? But if you can't help out, can you recommend somebody who maybe could? So yeah, to me, I think it's always, a, always important to kind of, all right, coming away from that, yeah. you've interviewed some really influential people across the time from, I think there's a black twang and I could name, actually, I, mean, I had to write them down because I was mm-hmm. like, really? Okay, you're touching on all the people that I like. So I'm going to bring it up just here. 
that the, the copious amount of people. So you've interviewed 50 Cent, Wiz Khalifa. I love Wiz Khalifa, by the way. Um, we all, you know, one of our own, which is Kano Sector. Kano is one of my faves, to be fair. He's great. He's great. Um, just his insight, his life. Um, and I do, I, I'm, I'm again, I'm a person with, that goes with tone. I'm, I'm, I'm not oh, saying I'm yeah. a skepto, but I'm a, when you listen to someone's tone, mm, it's, mm, it becomes mm. a It's that believability yeah. in that person's and their delivery. Um, but yeah, who would you say, you know, I know someone's probably asked this question so many times, you know, over the years, who would you say is one of your best interviews that you've done and what insight you got from it which one would you say and if you've got a few just name one. Oh, um bashy really i was i was gonna say kano um and that was that was great That's anyway interesting. but bashy was was there's lots of people who have I been like really bashy, interesting though. and really yeah. engaging but with yeah. bashy in particular um Oh, 2014-ish. So he was still releasing tracks and still based in the UK then. Um, but we had an interview. Oh, I love Bashi. Where are you going? <laughs> Just about to... Here we go. Here we go. Um, and he's back. Bashi. Oh, sorry. Did you lose me there? Yeah, so 2014, we're in Bashi. Yeah, so we weren't, it wasn't like a press day when we had like 10 minutes and that was it. And I think we ended up talking for like a good half an hour. And he was someone who always struck me as, he had a lot of depth, but he, the way he thought and what he would, he was a great guy to interview because he would just talk, which is, as you know, is, is great. Um, but he was always someone who I felt could and would do so much more around and on top of music, um, yeah. you know, and he definitely struck me as someone who potentially could move into politics and stuff like this. I, I think I asked him in the interview Ooh. and he laughed and I think he laughed and went, that's what people always say to me, but I don't know. <laughs> um, but obviously now he's doing all the film stuff and doing great things, but he was yeah. someone who, yes, he, he was someone who in particular left me with, like I came away from that and I was like, that really resonated with me just asking the questions and having that kind of chemistry. So, you know, I'd like to, I haven't interviewed him since, but, you know, he was really, that kind of left a, left a positive mark. Mark. That's yeah, it. yeah, very that's positive. It. But there's, there was a few people there like Kano was like, and he is, if you've ever seen an interview with him, like he is so humble uh-huh. and yeah. he is so said like so humble with what he's done and yeah he yeah. is a legend and DWE um yeah. was really in entertaining to interview because um he was kind of quiet but like his personality was still coming through and what he said and like yeah. his his tone um and intonation and and his reaction and I really I really liked his energy um but it's got not, good depth hasn't he I find oh, yeah, like yeah. he's got very deep depth um mm. definitely mm. has that with so, all yeah. these people that you had and you've had great insight to be amongst them and you're still you know producing and you're on kiss and everything else when do you find time for yourself and within that time for yourself 
what is it away from not running 5k <laughs> trying to <laughs> what is it that you do for yourself um uh, that allows you to um elevate because you do need to have that respite mm-hmm. do you understand you can't keep going all the time because nah. you'll burn out what is it that you do to refresh the mind um it's a great question it's something that i struggled with for a long 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 time um i refused to take time off work i couldn't i'd feel like i was failing if i did and i wasn't trying hard enough and if i took any time off then i was that's why i hadn't like hit the goals that i'd set myself um but you know um as time passes by you learn from your mistakes and you become wise Um, yeah yeah yeah. so for me um obviously family are important um i'm a relatively large family six six of us but don't see each other very often um but when we do like it's it's you know um but i um i'm in a relationship now where i'm able to understand the importance of allocating that time um that side of things um and i'm lucky that my job is at times really fun and when when, you know festivals and clubs are open like i do enjoy playing music in front of people like i love it um but my kind of personal life like keeps me really centered and that's like a very rewarding and enjoyable kind of part of who i am and i i do love football i support manchester united um yeah so i saw yeah. <laughs> Although their behaviour with this European Super League, oh, do you know no. what? Let's oh, not talk no. about that. Um, yeah, but I do. I, I, I've been watching it all day. I'm like, really? Yeah, I'm a I first know. Right? So you know, please don't even forgive me. <laughs> no comment. We'll just take Harry Kane <laughs> off you. Um, but <laughs> don't even. Okay. But yeah, so football. Like, I do love football. I love watching. Um, you know, Champions yeah, League. Though. I do love yeah. obviously watching my team. Um, so yeah, kind of away from work um like personal life a relationship football um and yeah and i know i shouldn't say it but like going for runs and walks or doing exercise or joining the gym when i need to rejoin actually um yeah that kind of helps my brain as well so yeah i love that here we are in 2021 i'm going to play one more video because i don't i'm hoping i'm hoping that i it's the right one that i over the last 12 months, I've been lucky enough to work with some great artists. I put out music myself, produced for some artists, and collaborated with some artists as well. Loads on the horizon for 2021, but the recap of this year's releases, let's go. Remember, I respect the thing, the king's been selected. 16 bars of foes, they can't mess with. Let's come and jump on a J Fresh beat with left real quick from now you don't know that Wow. Recap. Over the last twelve months I've been lucky. <laughs> wow.
So there I was going to ask you, and no, someone said in the, hey, Natasha, in the chat room, no, you can have, we can buy Son. She's a man you support her. Not having it, not yes. having it, not having it. No, Natasha, not having it. The truth is obviously yeah. hard to take, Valerie. This is not what I expect from this podcast <laughs> fix up. No, 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 not having it. Uh, let me make sure my equilibrium leaves in one intact. No, no, son. Can have Harry Kane, but not son. But anyway, hmm. um, that recap is a lot. And that was what, November 2020, you were talking about that? Yeah, I think that's a that's a little um video piece i've done just to kind of recap the year the and the year tracks that i put out last year yeah, yeah what does which... 2021 hold what is in store apart from us opening up in uh the, the, the clubs and djing yeah. i'm sure the djing is probably the gigs are coming in flying in now um mm. the diary mm. probably filling up but what's in store in terms of one production um, will you continue to have the Pyron or the guest on the, you know, J Fresh Friends? What is on the horizon? Tell me. Um, firstly, looking back at that video, like I'm surprised how many bits I did a actually lot. put out last year. More than I thought a because lot. I felt like I held back on loads because I was just waiting, you know, throughout last year, we were just waiting for like, oh, well, clubs will be open soon and, you know, things will be opening soon and we might have a bit of a summer. And so you're just waiting and waiting. And I was like, oh, I'm not really in the right frame of mind, but I did more than I thought I did. Um, but for 2021, so I've put out two tracks this year. Um, one that are called Nobody Rates You with Flamesy and then there was a remix of that as well which has yeah. got, had some nice support. And there's there's just loads more singles that are finished and they were finished last year or over a year ago that I've just been waiting for the right time to release them. So I'm looking forward to sharing them. Is that singles right or there. album? That'll be singles. I'm just I'm just sticking to singles for now on because I did like two albums and some EPs from the start and there was a lot of benefits from that. But for yeah. now, I feel like singles um, make the most sense for me. Uh, Radio is always going to continue. I'm still doing um the fortnightly show on pyro and still obviously having as many guests and supporting as much music as i can that i love um and i'm also lucky like i said to get the national radio placements um that come up with the national station so obviously that continues yeah. and events obviously yeah like i'm lucky to have got a lot of um messages and emails and whatnot about events when things are back open but i'm holding yeah. back saying yeah. what's going to happen because I don't want to say, oh, I'm going to be doing this. And then, oh, actually, there's another change and things are delayed. So I'd rather wait until when clubs are back properly, properly. That's right. Then I'm like, cool, this is where I'm at and this is what I'm doing now. Um, okay. So here's my potential, potential, my penultimate question. I've got two. It's a, two, it's a two-header question I've got for you. <laughs> what have you taken out of 2020 into 2021 inspirationally? of covid what have you learned from that one about yourself and the industry as a whole um industry as a whole we all knew it but it's so heavily weighted for touring um that it's forced a lot of us to look at other avenues within music um so there's some growth there uh personally i think it's just reinforced the importance of those close to you, mental well-being. Um, and, you know, it's okay as a guy to kind of look after yourself now and again. Um, 
And, you know, you should appreciate your friends and family and relationships and everything because things do change very quickly. And sometimes when you're working towards stuff or you're creative or freelance in any way, the project you're working on or the projects you're working on, they have to be like the most important thing because you have to give it your all. But it's also reminding that that's true. But outside of that, like you need to be yourself you need to have a break from that because that just stops you going mad and also makes you appreciate things like all the things we thought we really needed um maybe materialistic wise i'm i'm not a materialistic person but i think that's shown a lot of people throughout lockdown that all the things they thought they needed to make them happy actually it's not it's the fact that you know just that phone call or reading that book or potentially you know learning a new skill or checking in or being friendly with your neighbor or whatever like i yeah. guess it's just given me some good perspective to um to be a better person i guess yeah <laughs> so it's so another thing we're so used to technology we're so mm-hmm. used to like yeah this is we're great and we could put out things you know did you find it a struggle to be able to do videos put singles out collaborate more with people or did you were able to adapt to the fact that everything was very sterile and we had to like how we are right now yeah yeah how did you cope with that um i think like most people at the start we didn't think how serious things would be we thought it'd be funny for a couple of weeks and back to normal um it's hard it was really hard you know uh losing all of your gigs for a year and the summer that we'd missed was shaping up to be the busiest one I'd ever had. And unfortunately it didn't happen, but there's more important things in life. Um, you take a yeah, knock, man. but you just, like I said, you, you might have people around you or you learn that actually like, as long as you've still got your roof over your head and you can look after this, that, and the other, like you're happy, like things could always be a lot worse. And I think we all saw that. Um, so yeah. And, and, you know, the one thing we always say about, life Val not just in music but we always say I wish I had more hours in the day I wish I had more time we all say that but I had a little period of maybe two months where literally all work stopped and I mean everything and no one knew what was happening and you know you watch the news and all the numbers of people being unwell or dying was like going more and more each day and it was quite scary and then it's like, you know what? That actually gave me a time to actually think and reflect on things because you never have time to do that. And then it makes you think, do you know what? There are other opportunities out there. There are other things you do. You can be creative or be positive in different ways. Um, so yeah, like for many people, I echo like it was challenging and it has been challenging. And it still has its challenges, but yeah. there's a lot more to be grateful for than to complain about for me. You know, because some people obviously have had lost, you know. Loved ones. Yeah, fa- yeah loved Family, ones, businesses, bad. house. But you've got exactly everything. Very positive, don't you? Mm. But, um, so yeah, um, so that's quite a, like a long answer to that question. I probably went no, off on no, some no. mad tangent. I've got one more to go. And my question to you is this. If you had an ideal person that, I, I know you've worked with many people, Name one more person, if you could get them in 2021, and I'm not asking about myself. In 2021, <laughs> uh, you've got a long list of people. Who would you love to collaborate with in 2021 when we get back to normal? Mm. 
I always said Kano. Really? Yeah. I just think he's sick. <laughs> let, let me know so I can be in the video. <laughs> I'll, I'll, let, I'll let you know. Um, but he's always someone who, yeah, it's always a difficult one to answer. I know some people like get really shy. They don't want to put things out there because they see it as a beg, but it's not a beg. Like, yeah, that would, that would be like a crazy moment. Um, you know, but you know, what's exciting about being out there and being involved in music is as well as there being undeniable legends. Yeah. There are so many new people that you find that you stumble across all the time. Coming through is beautiful. And you just go, Oh, that's great. Let's, let's do, you know, and to me, that's really important that there's always new and exciting, um, artists coming through or that you're a fan of or that you want to feature or work with, because that, that's the fuel to keep it going. If that stops and you've only got like now and like old school, then that's when things stop moving forward, in my humble opinion. So, yeah, that's what I'm at with that, really. Jay, I know that it's we've come to the end, and I'm hoping that you enjoy talking about yourself and everything else. Um, for me, it, it's lovely because I could just kick back, listen to some of the music that you've done. Um, there's other questions I didn't, didn't get to ask because you've kind of answered them already. So there's <laughs> no point in going back over them. Yeah, yeah. Um, one of the other uh, last thing I want to say to you, what would you impart to anyone who is fair enough, who didn't get to do all the Facebook live being as a DJ or a face, or, you know, YouTuber or mm-hmm. still trying to get into the avenue of being on BBC one, um, you know, one extra as a DJ. What advice do you have for an up and coming DJ up and coming? Who's aspiring not to just play in the clubs, but mm-hmm. go that one step further like yourself. What advice do you have? An imparting advice. Um, never give up. Even when it gets really hard, you've got to keep going. Um, try and be friendly slash professional, even when people are not back Absolutely. to you. Um, and Wait, Let me ask you that, actually. Yeah. I know you're saying that. I'll come back to that. What was, did, what was the pitfalls without having to name anyone? Because everyone has pitfalls. Any pitfalls while you've been coming up in the industry? It doesn't matter if it's drill, whatever. People that you've come across, even artists that you've worked with. Has there any been any pitfalls that you could have thought, oh, wow. It didn't have to uh, be like that. Um, yeah, I guess. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think everyone has that. I mean, um, earlier on, I mentioned the term managing expectations. So what might be a priority, a, a record that you've, you've made with somebody, what it might be a priority to you, but it might not necessarily be a priority to them. Um, you might be expecting different outcomes from, um, anything that you work on. Um, it's managing that people have different ways of dealing with things. Um, people have different- over the last 12 months, I've been lucky enough to work with some great artists. I put out music myself. Sorry, my finger touched that there. That's all right. Um, yeah. So, yeah, but I think, you know, I think I would, in my younger days, I would put myself out there a little bit more and be a little bit more confident. Um, I, when I was younger, would be telling myself to be less worried about things going wrong and just give it a go. Um, yeah. But, yeah, I think it's just it's just life, though, isn't it? Any walk of life, there's people who you just connect with and the energy is great and you see yourself you know, working together. That, I'm not talking about artists here. We're talking about like um, general, other DJs yeah. or promoters yeah. or w- nightclub owners, whatever it is. You just, through the course of time, you learn you learn what works for you 
and you know what you're comfortable with and you know the things that just you, you just don't want to do and you you get that confidence of like thank you but no like it's just it's yeah. just more hassle than it's worth <laughs> and you just but keep that are getting to know you because this is going to be played back and you know it'd be on my page what is your handle on the night so your kiss nights are what nights are they i know them but tell them so when you play on kiss what nights are you on oh um they're not like fixed dates as such they're just guest mixes whenever okay. like the call comes in yeah okay so they can easily just check out your page which is yeah oh yeah the socials at j fresh official at J Fresh Official. So I'm pretty active on on there. Um Insta, Twitter, Twitter. Facebook if you're still on Facebook. Instagram. Everywhere, yeah. Facebook. But Inst- yeah. Instagram is jfresh.co.uk as well. Yeah. If you want to get the full synopsis like what you know going on mm-hmm. there to see like all your mixed cloud shows and they can catch where you're on. Yeah. Um, yeah. Jay Fresh and Friends. Um, like here you've got all the synopsis from the one extra set where all your guest mixes can be found. Yeah, yeah. Um, for all the newbies. What well, so those who missed all before, but you know, coming in late because I can see them in the chat room when you can't see them, you see. I can, you know, <laughs> for anybody else, Jay Fresh is on the radio. He's not just a DJ, he's a presenter. For me, he's a groundbreaker of from the urban to the overground and underground of artists coming in from drum and bass. He has a bit of the UKG style thrown in between. And also, sometimes I think some of the stuff that you do as well has got that hip-hop rap connotation from yeah, the US yeah. as well. And I love that. I really, really, really do. But, Jay, I want to thank you, Mr. Fresh, for coming on hey. today. <laughs> I no, hope thank you. you enjoyed it. Yeah, you know, yeah. Talking about yourself, it's so refreshing. Um, and you're not just saying, oh, well, I do this and I do that. Mm, mm. You wouldn't even know that you are, you were educated from Bournemouth University, <laughs> you to bachelors, you guest lecture. Yeah. All the various, check him out. Please go and check him out on Mixcloud, Jay Fresh. You can't miss him. Great stuff. New guys coming through. And we're looking out for 2021 for the next singles that are coming through. Thank you so much for coming. No, thank thank you, Valley. Like it's been great to be here on your show and having the time and space to kind of really get into a conversation is really nice. Um, yeah, I've started being involved in more kind of things like this that aren't so time constricted, like yeah. radio and stuff. And it's really enjoyable to have that conversation. And like your energy is really good. And obviously, you've done all the research and put me on the spot from the <laughs> very first minute. Uh, but no, I like that. I like that. There's there's nothing more. <laughs> You know, there's, there's, that shows that, you know, you really want me here to have yeah. this conversation yeah. because there's things you want, you want to, you want yeah. to know, but I no. I want them to see what I see. I want them to hear mm. what I hear. And that's genuinely what's standing in my truth when I started this, because even though I've got my own band and even though I've got, you know, how many different projects, it was something that I kept thinking, well, can I do this? Mm. Can I present? Is that, you know, do I have the personality to sit down and listen to what someone has to say? And so like what you just said earlier, which was we try to find different creative edges in mm. our lives. Mm. And, and this was one of them. And so I've had my knockbacks where, you know, I've had someone that said, you know, you're going to come on the show and then they get cold feet, not mm. because I don't want to be in the show. They actually get cold feet. 
Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, which, but they could go and DJ and they could go and perform, but to sit and talk about themselves, they found it quite daunting. And um, and I get that, you know. So I'm hoping that I made you comfortable enough. And yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. Oh, with, with too much in your seat and like no, a hundred, a hundred percent, a hundred percent. Like it's been really good to have this conversation and um. Like I said, it's it's something that I'm doing more, starting to do more of, um, and yeah, and it was really enjoyable. And um, I guess the 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 always always thing you're going to have is when you have got people who are used to answering questions. I'm right. always going to ask you a question. Like I yeah. got a couple in there as well. I got a couple of jabs in there as well. Do you know what I mean? So I had to do that. But no, like you made it really welcoming, and you know, um, it's great to be here and to have a conversation. Like it was really interesting. And I feel like Thank I know you, you more through that, through that as well. So yeah, yeah I really appreciate that, man. Thank you. Have a wonderful evening. What's left of it. <laughs> um, and I'll see you on the flip side. I'll make sure this is already live on YouTube. So people can go back and watch it straight away, but I'll cut up some highlights. I'll get it out there so people can see what we you know, what we were like. I was really trying to get the Instagram, but it's just not connected. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it's so difficult because I have done Instagram live, but I try not to play around with it too much. I just kept thinking it's all about what we've got to say and it's not trying to be fancy. So this is it today. And I'll put it on Instagram for anyone to see a bit more about you. But in Wicked. the meantime, thank you, Jay. Oh, Wicked. Thanks Jay a lot. Take Fred. care. Thank you, Jay Fresh. Love <laughs> to the family. Look forward to seeing more of you in 2021. Likewise. Anyway, Wicked. Thanks a lot. Take Good care. Night. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Oh, wow. Oh, my God. Thank you to everyone that tuned in. I know it's a Wednesday night and you're not used to it. Football is on. I've, I've, you know, I've watched Spurs before I came on. Uh, and to everybody else, let's not be angry in life. That was a really positive tonight. Tomorrow I've got Craig Kedder on talking about CBD oil and what the, I mean, some people smoke marijuana, hey, but CBD oil seems to be making a massive, massive market out there for CBD oil. What is the benefits? Why are people using CBD oil? Is it only for anxiety? Is it only for multiple sclerosis? But without that, tonight I had Jay Fresh in the house and I'm going to catch up with him. He's probably jumped out of the, the, the green room. But in the meantime, I'm hoping that you're all enjoying the sunshine, even though it's cold out there. But whether you watch the, re the feedback or the replay, thank you for watching. Now, then, later. Bye-bye. Have a good evening. God bless you all. See you tomorrow, 7.30, with Craig Kedder, all about CBD oil and Kanubu. Good night. God bless.